How do you measure yourself with other golfers? By height. It's a very, very special honor. I'm Paula Creamer, and you're listening. Well, we're waiting. Hi, this is Martin Cove, a.k.a. John Kreese from Cobra Kai, and you're listening to Golf Talk Live. Let the word go out from here across the land. Let Daddy Noonan uh, approve. Hey, this is Shooter McGavin. You're listening to the 19th Hole Podcast. Welcome to another edition of Golf Talk Live's 19th Hole. I'm Alan DePew, and I'm joined, as always, by our panel. To my left, from Sportsbox, Andy Hydorn. To my right, the prettiest podcaster in golf, Christian Nazamus. And I've got Mr. Junior Golf himself, Brendan Elliott from Little Linksters, and Reimagine Golf, our historian, Boston Bob Baldessari. Gentlemen, welcome. Cheers Cheers and cheers. Full squad tonight. Hello, hello. We got the whole starting five, exactly, Andy. And we've got topics. We got things to talk about. It's going to get heated in the room because I got Christian to my right. I got Andy to my left, and Andy's leaning in already. So here we go. We're going to talk about the players. Bobby's got a great historical story, which that's why he's our historian. We've got the no-cut tour, and we have medalists, and I I have only one question. On that, and uh, actually, let's start there. Andy, you just you were traveling this week. You were down in Medalist. I, I was at the Medalist for four days. How yes. sweet was that? And the real question I will have to ask, I, I don't want to know about the golf course. <laughs> I don't want to know if you saw Tiger. I want to know if you saw Erica. <laughs> no, I did not see Erica. The big Although question that, is, how can Andy be that close to me? 20 minutes away, he didn't see me. I'm crushed. Is it, is it only 20 minutes? Yeah. Wow, crushed! Damn. If Andy pulled that move on me, Bob. If Andy pulled that move on me, I can't even believe you got a phone call for a uh, wow. You know, anyway, he's on a bro. I I do have a serious question. I mean, Tiger's in the news, and I just like dirt. So uh, apparently, Erica's throwing out. They broke up quietly last fall. Is what we're hearing. And now she wants to throw out her NDA, alleging some type of assault. So I, I assume oh. they broke up, but they the article I read didn't even say that. So they did break up last fall. Well, that's what's out there on uh, that's what's out on social. Yes, out on Twitter today. Wow, I didn't even know they broke up. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Alan's on top of things. That's that's impressive. I'm a, like Twitter, TM- I'm a Twitter follower. TMZ. What, what? <laughs> I am. But Andy, tell us, while I'm looking up the quote, why don't you uh, tell us about Medalist? Medalist was awesome. I tell you, 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 get, you get a little different feeling about the world of professional golf when you're at Medalist. Um, you know, I had lunch right next to Matt Wolf. Um, who is a really, really super guy, um, and you know, very friendly with all the members, and um, just just a really, really good kid. Um, but you know, Matt Wallace was there, Peter Uline was there, a bunch of, you know, they have a bunch of live guys. Saw Kepka drove by me in a golf cart. Um, 
So it was, it was like it always is. It's an awesome weekend with my buddy Scott and our other friends from from New Hampshire. But it's it's so cool to to see those guys out there. And um, there is, I mean, there's no other place that I've ever played that's consistently as immaculate as Medalist Golf Club in Hope Sound, Florida. Is that because Tiger bought up like a hundred memberships? No, I don't think so. I think they just the actually the president of the club, Bobby. You may know Andy Campbell from from Salem. Um, oh, then yeah, and Andy Nair and Andy yeah. Campbell are best buddies. But but Andy, Andy was, Campbell's the president of the club, um, and he's doing Andy a bunch of. Yeah, Andy Nair was a member when I was assistant at Weston. Yeah, yeah, and he he developed Old Sandwich uh, in Plymouth. So, but Medalist is just great, and to be to be next to all these young tour players is is kind of surreal. You know, have you been, have you been? Uh, Claude Harmon's based out of there, right? No, Floridian. no he's not. Yeah, he's, he's at the Floridian. He's at the Floridian. That's right. I saw a tweet from Matt Wolf this week that said he couldn't believe he saw the Houston, Texas senior amateur. <laughs> <laughs> he was tweeting. He was tweeting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know. No, but it was, it's such an awesome place. And I'm very lucky to be able to, to get there every year. All right. Well, I can't find my article that uh, I was looking for, boys. But Golf Week right now on Twitter Headline, report Tiger Woods' ex-girlfriend, Erica Herman, fighting NDA, citing sexual assault law. Apparently in Florida, you cannot uh, hide behind an NDA if there's sexual assault in play. There you go. There you Hmm. go. Mic drop. Christian, anything? This is one of these stories where I guess we're just going to have to wait and see what happens. That, God, that I mean, was so. That was. I, to- so I told you that- there are men, children, and boys here, <laughs> and Christian was just the man. That was a stellar answer, wasn't it, Andy? He really was. All right, okay. he's ready to be the child. He was. <laughs> um, I'm going to go to my next topic because this one I've been waiting to rage on this one all week long. Oh no. The PGA Tour No Cut Tour. I have lost all respect for the hypocrisy with the the no cut events. Andy, bring it on, lean in. I know you, I know you're coming at me. I mean, uh, what's the hypocrisy? It's it's. I don't, I don't understand what the hypocrisy is. Christian. Yes. No. <laughs> Christian's leaning in the 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 closest I've ever seen him. The the hypocrisy is for a year now, Rory and the boys have been going around, and everyone I believe here believes that if you're going to be playing in a golf tournament, there is a cut involved. It is historically, I know there's a lot of 54-hole events. We talked about that at at more like the section levels. But for for a year to be rolling with that, that narrative, and suddenly these elevated events are now all going to be potentially no-cut events. 
WGC. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's 72 holes still. There are only how many? Four four of them, Ellen? Not the elevated? I thought there was gonna be like eight. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought I thought at least eight. Okay. Bobby, do you have a historical perspective on this? Uh, recent history, I was looking for the meme with Rory at the press conference that he basically said, in essence, uh, thank you for Liv. They, having Liv coming on the scene has enhanced all these changes. Something to that effect. I saw it real quick. Somebody can clarify that. That is, that's a, that's an excellent paraphrase. Yes. Yeah. So that, you know, oof. I guess, what if he says that a year ago or last year, you know, what is the narrative different or is there more amicable? Who knows? Uh, but that was very, very interesting that he made that comment. Um, I guess if you go back in the annals of the game, there's been 36 whole championships. There's been 54. Um, but you're going back to the 1920s and 30s and way, way back. So if that's the wooden bat era, um, get it? Wooden bat persimmon. <laughs> did, did I lose half the audience with the first seven reference? You did not. You did not. Nope. You lost me, Boston Bob. You definitely <laughs> lost me. Okay, Christian. It says wood. He's, he's uh, like the, he's like the, he's, a, he's like the Call Callaway Warbird. <laughs> I know there was golf before Tiger in the nineteen eighties. So. <laughs> Even I hit persimmons in high school. Yeah, but but to me the thing is. Like the the criticism of Liv has been shotguns, fifty four holes, no cuts, right? Right. And I think the PGA Tour has always had some no cut events, right? Um, and when they've had those no cut events, they're supplemental to the standard tournament, you know, structure on the PGA Tour. So. You know, I, I think some of the criticism from the players has always been, you know, why would you go to a place that removes that dynamic? And just because the PGA Tour has some rewarding events for their top players doesn't mean that it's hypocrisy, in my opinion. Agreed. I agree. Christian, come to my defense on this one. Back me up on this one. If... We'll put it this way. If live never happened, the PGA would never have come out with these tournaments for their top players. Think about it. Live came they out. already had them. But, but not to the caliber of what they're going to be. Correct. Meaning that, yes, they had these tournaments for the top players. However, it's all based now upon money. There's more money in the pot now for them. Right. Um, but, but again, but, but here, okay. But here's my argument or part of my argument is, so you're going to be in this event and you're going to earn points and your points are on the world ranking. How does player a, how does that guy who's sitting at a hundred get into one of these events? Be tough. How, how does he, no, seriously, how does he get into this event? Cause he plays better. Hard. Yeah. Okay, but wait a minute. He can't, how does he play better when he can't get into the event? that's in an event that where the top players are all playing and suddenly they're getting points world world golf ranking points 
and now but he can't get in there so they're they're further distancing themselves over that guy but those guys also are getting a supplement now too uh their travel expenses and what was it like five thousand or something yeah so a lot of these guys that are down in that lower level they benefited from this too agreed alan that they will have a tough time getting into these events. But as Rory, I believe Rory said that they just have to play better to get into the next one. They have to work their way up. And that's always been the case. It's it's right? a merit-based system, right? Yeah. Is it always been the case, B? I mean, you look at uh, who was it two weeks ago that uh, finished second and made two Aaron Cole. No, I'm sorry. Like at Phoenix, I think it was. Who we said he made his biggest paycheck even finishing second. Um, shoot, who finished behind Scheffler? I don't remember, oh. but look at I, look at the Canadian, um, Canadian, Canadian. Oh, kid. Corey Connors, no, Connors, Andy, Andy Hindor, Hindor, I think, yeah, oh, okay. I'm um, sure it was him. <laughs> you know, it's interesting so, though. So, you know, the Kai catches lightning that particular week, doesn't he deserve? Or is he forced to play the Puerto Rican Open, win it, in order to get the points to maybe squeeze in the last spot the next go round? It's not that far removed from when Andy's shaking his head. Andy's Andy's not agreeing with me, Bobby. Well, when the tour was sixty exempt, and a lot of players said, "Why can you? Why is it 60 I'll never get in there. How could I get in the top sixty? Then it went to one twenty, one twenty-five. Everybody said, "Well, it's still t- tough to crack the one twenty-five." I'm looking at that the same way this. It's going to be tough to crack that designated event. Um, it's interesting. Norman is the impetus for these world golf championships. He talked to Fincham. He wanted to create this, this higher echelon caliber uh, format and events around the world. He got shot down. Voila, the tour comes up with the world golf championships. Interesting, Twenty a couple decades later, now there's live. Now the tour is coming up with all these different um, I guess additive things, money, designated events, so on and so forth. Pretty interesting. What comes around goes around. I just think it would want to make a player it, their drive that much more to try to get better and and try to sneak into these events. It's, I mean, the majors have criteria. They've always had criteria, and if a guy like a Ricky Fowler that should be in a U.S. Open but has to go to a qualifier to make it happen, there's a bunch of guys that have to do that that are quality players so i mean you play yeah you play your way in and you play your way out and what better way is that than to reward the people who are the best players at that point in time have you just created a major league triple a double a single a mentality sure yeah have you now promoted that guy that's now sitting at number 60 to more more conscientiously look at and say Liv's not a bad option now. Well, Liv now has standards where it's almost like a player ranking now, where if you don't hit X amount of points or whatever their system is now, you're basically off the tour. So that, that's that's their new system out right now. Hashtag where's Ogletree. Um, <laughs> in tournaments. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Seriously, I does the guy the guy that's sitting at the guy is sitting at sixty or sixty five or seventy? Does he now go? Well, pay me twenty million dollars. Not, I don't need one hundred and forty like Cam Smith. 
pay me $20 million. I'll come over and play with you guys. I could, I could be Pat Perez. I could be Pat Perez. <laughs> and I haven't, I haven't touched the golf club in five months. I could be Pat Perez. I could be Pat Perez, probably with not 14 gloves. Well, we talked to, last we know, week Andy, we we talk know to Andy, who just got back from medalist, could definitely be Pat Perez. I cannot be Pat Perez. Last week, that. we talked about how the Honda's kind of, well, whatever it's going to be called next year, was a watered down field. But you that that's an opportunity for somebody to win that. Oh, yeah. And then vault up in the into the world rankings and find themselves into you know some of these elevated events. But if the I mean, rankings are based, if the rankings are based on the strength of the field, and you do not going to earn as much. You're basically perpetually those people that are in are having an advantage to stay where they're at. Yes, I agree with that. But there's that always be- those bottom fifteen or ten or whatever that are going to easily find their way out you know and somebody else can move in alan did you use the word major in conjunction with the tpc tournament players championship i did not because i don't believe it is you don't okay andy what do you think i i mean it is the next best thing Kristen, young pup i i have to agree with andy on this wow next best that i don't Mm -hmm. know I've been a couple times and we hosted a junior tournament there and I walked through the clubhouse and got a tour of everything. It's just such a great place, such an <clears throat> iconic holes. I was just watching. Um, is uh, it a major? Is it a major B? It's as close as it can get. Bob, you have a story? <laughs> <laughs> it is on the cusp, but it's not quite there. But I think. <laughs> I think one day, I think one day it might, I don't, it's one day it's just going to happen. I think it's like, why did the PGA championship when that started, it wasn't a major when the master started, it wasn't a major, you know, all of a sudden these things morph into some things. And um, yeah, I was going to segue. Uh, well, into, before uh, you segue, allow uh, me to allow me to say that this would go to one, Mr. Andrew Hydorn's perpetual statement. It's about the venue. Yes. And it's the fact that they play the same venue and you know what everybody's doing on 16, 17, and 18 that gives it that allure. Did I say it well for you, Andy? Thank you so much. And you know who really created that allure, Bobby? Throwing it back to you with this little thought. Nice. Would be who? Wicked Smooth. Um, Dean Beeman, who, when he went into the PGA Tour commissioner in 1974, the total tour assets were probably a couple of hundred dollars. Let that sink in. Uh, Dean came in when everybody was traveling in RVs and campers and the back of station wagons. When he left 20 years later, everybody was in jets. Um, I worked for Dean, the club he, uh, he owned in Virginia and Fredericksburg in uh, we had some great conversations. I could have sat there and asked him a trillion questions over the years, uh, but he did share a lot of great stories. And one of them was about uh, creating that event, that site. And uh, it's true. It was a dollar, paid a dollar for it. Had to get real creative on the financing. Uh, PJ Tour didn't want to use any of the money. Dean is a really unbelievable thinker. 
um, when I interviewed for the job there, he said, I don't want you to ever be afraid to try anything, Bob, uh, because I made million dollar mistakes at the PGA Tour. Pause. But that led to billion dollar good decisions and billion dollar um, successes. So, you know, it was a great learning experience for me that um, you can't be afraid to try anything. You can't be afraid to give something a go. And if you have a learning of it, it can lead to bigger and better things. And um, Dean said when they were walking in the swamps out there, I mean, he was constantly, constantly berated. Like, this is the stupidest thing ever. Like, seriously, stupid. Like, <laughs> what a joke. Uh, but what's come out of it is amazing. And um, yeah, there's just a great amount of stories um, how that thing came together. But that guy's a, an, an amazing visionary. And it's it's one of the, Brendan, to your point, it's one of my favorite golf courses I've ever played. And I generally am partial to older golf courses, but TPC at Sawgrass is just fantastic from the first tee ball all the way to the last shot. It's awesome. And not just the stadium. I mean, the Valley course is, is pretty special too. Valley's good. Yep. Well, I mean, that's the, that's the other thing talking about Beeman. I mean, they created a whole network of oh, yeah. real, a really yeah. good golf courses. Stadium golf, the, the whole, uh, wherever they did the, they just changed the really direction of some of the uh, architecture and golf where they host events the viewing, um, everything. Yeah, the I don't think – you can't appreciate it like Augusta National. You can't appreciate the elevation changes and everything about Augusta. Um, at the TP – at Sawgrass there, you can't – when you stand back there on 17T, you go, my God, that is tiny. Yeah. <laughs> and when you stand on 18T, you just – it's a different perspective looking down that fairway. And I just imagine having a one-shot lead looking down 18 – It. I mean, it's tight up. It, it looks tighter from the tee than I guess what it looks like on TV for sure. Christian would stripe it. Yeah. Stripe it right in the water. <laughs> if I had a one shot know, lead, I'd pull a Sergio Garcia. I'd probably hit four in the water. <laughs> you can bail all right, but <laughs> then so. Which uh, you're talking about hitting shots in the water. I'm thinking back to 17 last year. How good was that golf shot that JT hit during the really windy day when he flighted a six iron? Yeah. You know what, though? I, I will say this, that most of the time, like, it takes a great shot. But that day, it was pure luck. I mean, there were balls getting gusted all over the place. And uh, it was just a crazy, crazy day. That was... That was Friday, correct? I believe it was. Yeah. 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 It was a crazy day. Like two times. Sports were, they were really high. Yeah. It seems like they, one round every year seems like it's got this ridiculous field average of several over par, whether it's wind or cold or whatever. Yep. Do we have a forecast for this week? Not a prediction yet. That will be forthcoming. And, I, and while you're looking that up, it looks like Christian's going to look that up for us. The weather looks good. Oh, no, it looks, mind, I really looked at the weather. He's also he's he's historian and weatherman. I read an interesting <laughs> one today. Did Greg Norman derail Cam Smith from becoming the greatest Australian golfer ever? I saw oh, that, that too. Yeah, I think so. Honestly, yeah. The question there is. 
what's more important to Greg Norman to get the number two player in the world or number one player in the world to go to live or to ensure that he will never overtake his record? <laughs> you think, truthfully, do you think there's any, can, there was any plan to that? No. No, because Peter Thompson is the greatest Australian golfer ever. Yeah, but Cam Smith was on trajectory maybe even to rival. We don't know. Yeah, I know, but but I, before... I, I, I'm actually rooting for one thing that this year, Andy. I, I actually there's part of me would not mind seeing Cam Smith win a win a major. Wouldn't that change the golf turn the golf <laughs> world on its head? Any live player, not just Cam Smith, any live player. Why why I don't get that narrative. Why would that why would that turn the golf world on its head? Because nobody's saying that Cam Smith is not a good player anymore. No one's saying that at all. What I'm saying is it would it would it give validation to live. I well, think Cam Cam Smith gives validation to live. Okay, but Cam Smith chose chose live. So therefore it's so facto. Would that be like um, Wayne Gretzky when he went off to play in the WHA, or when um, I'm look, I'm grasping here, somebody else went, Doctor J played for the ABA or whatever the case may be. It, if you're at Augusta, if you're at the U.S. Open or PGA here, you know, or the Open, and you have Cam Smith, just because we're talking about him, in a playoff against Rory, who is the vocal person of the PGA Tour, and Cam somehow beats him. Like I, he did think, last year. Yeah, I, I think I, I think Liv, of course, would hold that over the PGA, which, I mean, they don't have, obviously, they have nothing else on the PGA Tour. I'm just saying, I think they would. Not Cam specifically, but you know damn well Greg Norman would. You know, you know Bryson would. You know Taylor Gooch would. Oh, Bill. lives the better, lives the better tour because uh, we want a major now or whatever. I have a good, uh, quick Cam Smith story. You ready for this? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So in 2018, my last year at PGA headquarters, overseeing drive, chip, and putt, we always did a regional, the big regional, ten regionals, the last step before going to Augusta National. We had it at uh, TPC Sawgrass, and so I get there in the morning. It's like seven a.m., and the um, um, one one of the um, South Florida, uh, North Florida PGA officials said, uh, "Hey, we're going to use this uh, PGA Tour player, Cam Smith, as the ambassador today." And I said, "Who's Cam Smith?" And they <laughs> said, "He's on the driving range warming up." So we went to the far end of the range, and he's hitting balls. And the guy brings me up and says, hey, Cam, this is Bobby, oversees drive, chip, and putt. He goes, hey, mate, how are you? This looks exciting today. I am telling you from 7 a.m. until after 12 p.m. He stayed. He took photos. He gave autographs. He came up to me two or three times, 10 a.m., 11 o'clock. Hey, mate, you need me to, what do you need me to do? Should I keep staying? Like, I could not believe how gracious he was. I could not believe how kind he was. And nobody really knew him. He had the little mullet going, um, <laughs> but he was magnificent. I was the biggest Camp Smith fan from that day on. Um, regardless of the live and all that stuff, I just I think back to that day all the time, and he was just incredible with those kids and families. 
Well, he's he's talking about maybe walking out of the house and walking amongst the gallery this way. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that, which was awesome. And can I just say again, from being at the medalist and being around those live players and the regular PGA tour players, you get the feeling that it's not that big a deal, you know? And I know on the, on the surface level on, at the highest levels, it's a big deal, but you know what? Those guys are all, they're all playing with each other out there. I mean, Matt Wallace is playing with Matt Wolf. Um, they're all just pro golfers out there trying to do their thing and they work on their games. Peter Uline was out there. Yeah. You know, they work on their games. They, they're, but they're all, they're all a community, right? They just happen to pick different tours to play on. I agree completely with that statement. If I'm being honest, I mean, they're all, they're all great golfers. They're all just trying to make a living at the end of the day. I mean, yeah. And, and can you really, can you really have any, any ill feelings toward, you know, the players. I mean, look, if you have ill feelings toward Patrick Reed, you had those before he went to live, right? Same thing with Sergio, same thing with Bryson. Like none of that really changed just because they went over to live. But, but at the end of the day, I think the animosity is towards Greg Norman. Oh, of Um, course. And, In the Saudis, Liv's not gonna let Liv is not gonna stop me from watching the PGA. He's not gonna stop me from liking Camp Smith or or you know supporting the guys on tour or whatever. Obviously, you know if Liv happens to be on, sure. I mean, if nothing else is on television, I'll watch it. Why not? You know what I mean? But like, would I, would I ever go to one in person? I I don't know, but. It's not going to stop me from loving the game of golf. And certainly isn't going to stop me from rooting for Cam Smith. Of course. I would love to see Cam Smith win a major. He's deserving yep. of it. Hands down. We all agree with that. I don't think – I think he's the only – him and maybe I would say Joaquin Neiman are, are – there's a short list of guys on live that are deserving of a major. Mito. And I would love to yeah. personally – yeah, Mito. I would love to see that happen this year. If, I, if If I'm being honest, I would love to see that happen this year. Because I know that they deserve it. Well, since we're not playing in a major this week, who do you think does get it done this week, Boston Bob? Xander. Good pick. Nice. Good pick, Bob. Boston Bob. Good pick. B.E. I'm trying to remember who I picked in my pool that benefits little linksters. So if you want to get into it. Um, (laughs) Shameless. uh, Linksters major challenge, by the way. Can't remember who I picked, but I'd love to see JT. That would be good. Oh, okay. I'll echo that one. That was my pick. Christian, who you got? I have so many guys that I would love to see win this week, if I'm being honest. But there's one person who's knocking on the door, should have won arguably this year, Max Homa. Good one. And you stole my pick, Christian. <laughs> Great minds think uh, alike. Great so minds my, alike. exactly. So Here's my second pick is going to be Matt Fitzpatrick. Ooh, oh. that'd be good. Interesting. I can't wait solid to see pick. Very solid on. pick. If he hits it off at eighteen, like he did eighteen at the uh, country club, he's going to be, he's he's gonna gonna be in the water. <laughs> <laughs> he's not hitting nine iron from there. 
I like this Kurt kid, Kitayama. I think he's yeah. uh, I think Style he's going to be a, a fan favorite here. I will also say keep an eye out for Finau and Sam Burns. Those are my other two picks this week. I think Finau is actually going to have a good year as the year goes along. I really do. He's he's a solid player. Wait, who, Edie, who are you picking? <laughs> I I picked Fitzpatrick. No, Alan, who'd you pick? Oh, Alan. I, I echoed JT. Yeah. Ah, echoed JT. All right. All right, 18th hole, water's on the left. Final thoughts, Mr. Hydorn. Water's on the left, final thoughts. Splash. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I just, I just, to expand on what we were talking about before, I love the players. To me, that's the real start of the golf season. Um, it's the first tournament that I'm actually excited to watch on television. Um, and it's that prime example of, the events and the venues being the stars of the PGA tour. So I love the TPC. I love the players championship and the season has begun. Mr. Nazamus. I, I echo what Andy said. Players is one of my favorite tournaments to watch fifth major of the year. Great way to start the, ter- uh, the year off. Done saying it's not a major. Huh? You just got done saying it's not a major. I said it's art. It's the fit. I think it's no, arguably it's one of people are people say it's arguably the fifth major on the tour. All right. Thank you for clarifying. Now continue. Stay with me here. All right. Um, arguably the fifth major on tour. Uh, great way to start the, uh, the, uh, I, I word it as the year off really for golf. Um, and then obviously like, you know, I say it every time I'm on the show, guys, just continue to please follow us on all social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, 2023 is going to be a great year for us. Um, and we're just excited that you guys continue to follow us along on the journey in the morning, evening, afternoon, whenever you guys listen to us, it's greatly appreciated and, uh, just continue to follow us on this journey. B. Uh, two quick things. Jing Young Ko winning last week at the, uh, HSBC. That was good to see her. She had some wrist issues at the end of last year and, uh, that was good. She got emotional after that. That was good to see. Um, and we can save this for another show, but um, the USGA with what they're doing in the world of junior golf, that's gonna uh, that's gonna be some good stuff, I think, coming down the pipe and and helping uh, helping a lot of youth uh, see, you know, realize their dreams of playing professionally. So I think that's a Ooh, good thing. We le- we call that a teaser. A teaser for a future show. Boston Bob, what do you got? Oh, yeah, I'm into the teaser thing with uh, BE for that national development. Uh, we'll get to that to the next show, but uh, I want to do a special shout out. We got uh, Andy, maybe the only one that can understand this coming from Massachusetts, but uh, I've got some Austin Prep uh, golf teammates coming down for a visit tomorrow. Murph, Shin God uh, are coming down. I told him I'd give him a shout out. Uh, some of the other guys that hopefully come down soon are Glenno, Tulo, uh, Kevin Banfield, Toss, Franny, Murray. Uh, we'll get the whole crew down here, uh, down here from there. It's so wicked. It's wicked. Uh, but you awesome. got to remember the, the high school days um, playing golf for the pure fun of it. My final thought, because I stalk all kinds of media all over the place, so I can, I said this, and I'm glad you guys didn't catch it. Shout out to Patrick Harrington and the late time Tom Weiskopf, as well as all the founders of the LPGA Tour, who, as of a couple hours ago, 
were the election or the uh, electees for the 2024 World Golf Hall of Fame. Excellent. That's huge, awesome. Huge shout out to them. <laughs> All right, folks. Until next time, Christian, hit it long and straight because it beats Pat Perez in short and crooked. <laughs> You only have one opportunity to sell your golf property. Shouldn't you partner with an expert that offers you 30 plus years of golf industry experience combined with the reach of a global leader in real estate? Collier's International Golf Brokerage and Advisory Services understands your unique business needs. Whether it is brokerage, management, and consulting, be reassured that the market leader in the business of golf is providing you the real answers and practical solutions you deserve. Contact Golf Talk Live co-host and Collier's Golf Advisory Services member, Alan Depew today at 717-554-8519. That's 717-554-8519.